0: buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny.
1: Welcome to Gun Funny episode 121. Today I'm going to chat with the man spot, talk about a goodwill purchase that turned out to be more more than what the buyer bargained for, and discuss the new Smith & Wesson M&P 9mm Easy. I am your host, Ava Flanell, and apparently I can't talk today. I'll just blame it on the beer that I'm drinking right now.
2: Okay. I, I can still understand your English.
1: Okay. Good. Good. So hopefully, hopefully the listeners can as well. You know who really understands my English though? Manaquar arms. Like Sven and I, we pretty much speak the same language. And, uh, if you guys haven't noticed, like, so he makes all these really cool parts, but there's, uh, there's, I have one of his parts in my office right now and I, I'm using that for a Sentry Arms Draco that I'm basically stripping all of those parts and putting a bunch of other cool parts, including his Alpha Rail Key Mod Forend. And uh, it looks really cool. I'm excited. I can't wait to get this project finished. It's kind of been a, a project that I've been working on for like the last two months, just because of a lot of other things that have come up. But if you guys want to check it out, go to manacorarms.com. It's on sale for $176.95, but if you use the code GUNFUNNY15, you will get 15% off.
0: Learn the things you never knew on Deconstructing the Industry.
1: All right. So, Vaughn, let's just start off with how I met you. Let's do it. Okay.
2: And, and, you know, some people may not understand. Vaughn, that is my name, for those who don't know.
1: Yeah. So, I actually, I meant to ask you before we started, I was like, I was going to say, should I do Vaughn from, you know, the man spot? But then I was like, but you're not really from the man spot because you are the man spot. So, it just got really awkward and I wasn't really sure what to do.
2: Yeah, it gets confusing for me too. Did
1: I get, did I mean, did I do okay though?
2: Oh, you did good. Okay. Much better than
1: others. (laughs) Okay, good. Um, and then and then when I said your first name, I was like, oh no, I don't even know if you're if you actually say that like in real life. If people know what your real name is, I don't even know what to do. Did I just screw up? Do we need to restart the show? No, not at all.
2: (laughs) But if I if I was like a James Bond, I'd be like, All right, scrap it. I can kill you and everyone listening. I would be like
1: I would be like, Kenny, if you're listening right now, you gotta edit that part out. (laughs) All right. So, and Kenny's my editor. Let's see. How did it start? So I did see you, I've seen you like on social media and stuff. And, uh, I mean, I didn't really watch a lot of your stuff, but I do know that, uh, we were invited to the Smith and Wesson, um, event last week. They invited a bunch of people out. Well, not a bunch, actually. I think it was like 11 people and they showed us all of their guns that were coming out in 2020 and you were one of them. And it's funny because when I got the email, I was looking at everyone's email address to see if I recognized and I saw an email that was, you know, so and so at the man spot. And I was like, hmm, that's interesting. Cause I kind of, no offense, but you kind of give like a douche vibe a little bit. So
2: yeah, I would agree with that.
1: So I was like, oh, this is going to be interesting. Like, you know, and, uh, and then I saw you at the airport. In Chicago, you were actually in front of me. You cut me to get on the plane. And I was like, okay, jerk. No, you really didn't. <laughs> but
2: <laughs> I you were, say, but I, you were texting and I was like, she won't even notice if I just stand right <laughs> here and just move
1: it. But I did see, I saw a guy, skinny guy, look like Jesus, long beard. And I was like, wait, is that him? And then I kind of like looked a little bit and I was like, nah, his beard doesn't look long enough. And then sure enough, when we landed in Massachusetts at the airport, the lady that was picking us up, you were standing right next door, and she was holding a sign with my name. So I was like, oh, "Okay, that must be him." And then we got into the car with this lady who, you know, was let's just say she was really nice. And we uh, we were driving to the hotel, and then you're like, "Is there any?" Um, I'm sorry what would, what did you say? You were like, "Is there any monumental bridges around here?" Landmarks landmarks I'm pretty sure you landmarks and I said maybe like a
2: bridge or something a hill something we drive down into a valley
1: I'm pretty sure you just said is there any bridges around here and uh and I was like cool that's great can you drop me off before you take this guy like on a scenic tour but she didn't and so now we're driving around going across all the bridges and uh but then at that point I actually realized like you actually had a personality and you were pretty funny and I was like okay this guy's actually pretty cool so yeah, that's my side.
2: Yeah, I, I can see that. Cause I mean, at one point, I think you did grab the door handle to eject yourself.
1: Yeah. But then they had the child locks on. Mm-hmm. So stupid. You weren't going anywhere. Yeah. All right. So that's how we met. And, uh, and guys, he's not a douchebag. I actually was, uh, pretty surprised. And I thought you were like really down to earth and you're really fun to hang out with. So well, I appreciate
2: that. You know, yeah. there's only so much you can perceive on social media
1: oh yeah and, uh, definitely all right so for people who don't know who you are just kind of describe what your role is in the industry
2: so i'm a content creator and i would say i make well i, I try to make funny content that's based around family friendly uh, traditional american values mm-hmm. uh based around the constitution and it is mainly gun themed to and i kind of show guns that are normalized in a traditional American family and, uh, that guns shouldn't be demonized, that we should actually embrace them as being Americans because it is what we were built upon for the foundation of our our country. And I try to show that in a, uh, in a way that's, uh, makes people laugh and, uh, makes every guy feel like, yep, I've been there, done that. And, uh, you know, me and my wife play some funny roles. So it's literally just the average American trying to get as many guns as he can without his wife, you know, busting his balls too
1: much. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, your wife is gorgeous, and um, and I was like, huh, that's crazy. That I mean, nothing for nothing, but like, you definitely landed like a really hot wife. So well, maybe, maybe she's you know? like into guys that look like Jesus. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> well, believe it or not, or maybe you just have really big feet.
2: Without, yeah, I mean, she, and she married me without the beard, you know. So. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so she's definitely a ten out of ten. Yeah, definitely. Um, So, how did you get into this?
2: So, I used to be a door-to-door salesman, and I did that for eleven years selling. I, I I made it sound a lot cooler than it actually is. I, I would say, "Yep, I sell defense contracts," and people would be like, "Ooh," and I'm like, "Well, you know, you're defending your home, and I'm selling you a contract to defend your home. So it's actually an alarm system that protects your home, and you're caught into a contract." (laughs) So, I did that for eleven. been years and i would live in a different city every seven months about so i've lived all in the south you know florida alabama tennessee texas louisiana georgia mississippi uh you know pretty much the whole southern belt so that's kind of when i started growing a real appreciation for american history and uh yeah the man spot was born what in 2016 and i literally uh was just about to delete facebook because i was sick of the drama on social media and my wife was like well you should just make an instagram and i was like what the hell is that and i made an instagram and i was like okay cool i'm gonna make a page that is where all the guys can come and this is a place for men and i was like "Ooh, the the man corner with a man place and i was like well i kind of want this to be a place for men like kind of like women you know target is a place for women i was like i was like my instagram page is going to be a place for men and i was like aha the man spot Boom, baby! And, uh, I had no idea at the time that people would actually call me or refer to me as the man spot. Mm-hmm. Because I was just making a page dedicated to where a man could go, be unapologetic, and, uh, you know, just appreciate cool stuff in history.
1: And what year was this when you started the page? Uh, say that again. How How long ago did you start the man spot? Oh, uh,
2: the, it was 2016 or December of 2015. Huh. It was at right the very end there. Wow. Or yeah.
1: And then I mean were you like raised around guns? When did you start getting into guns if you weren't? Yeah.
2: Yeah, I was raised around guns. My uh, uncle, who is Uncle Vaughn, he actually uh, died in the Korean War. So, um uh, my parents named me after him so they could obviously honor my dad's fallen brother. And, uh, I guess, so from a very young age, I was, uh, I, I always just had a keen interest of my name, who I was named after. So I'd always see pictures of him in his military uniform. And, uh, he had like a really cool Luger looking gun. And, uh, so I was always just intrigued. And my dad was, uh, my parents were both farmers. So yeah, they always grew up around guns and they just carried that over to us. But, we're talking about the old classic bolt action guns, shotguns. They didn't have any cool like TAC nines laying around or anything
1: like that. <laughs> TAC nines. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then just kind of getting to know you, you did mention that you did like a two year missionary. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Two year mission, which is what they,
1: there was a lot of times when people were talking about like jobs that they had and you were like, yeah, I did that. Oh, I did that at one point. And I was like, wow, you've had a, like a lot of shitty jobs. <laughs> and then. <laughs> 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 very observant you are yeah but then you were like i also did a missionary and i was like oh, for real but then i was talking to somebody and uh and i think you know because you you do practice like the mormon religion and i and they were like yeah that's pretty much like you have to otherwise you know the community will like shun you out <laughs> so maybe it's not <laughs> that impressive i don't know
2: it, it it is kind of a culture thing and uh you know i would say i I do practice the faith, but uh, according to others, they, they'd be like, you aren't, you don't abide by all the rules. So a lot of people would say, I am a Jack Mormon because I, you know, I have liked to indulge in alcoholic beverages in the past and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah. So I, I mainly go as the spiritual aspects, uh, for things because I just hate it when people use religion to judge other people. Yeah. So. Right now, I I just use it as a, a place to go and just grow to be closer to Christ and teach my kids about the fundamentals of uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ. So, okay. that's that's kind of where I'm at religiously.
1: And how long ago did you do this two year missionary?
2: I love that you call it missionary. It's actually just it's, mission oh, two year okay. mission, but missionary. Yeah, so I, I actually you, had to Google this missionary. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I served out. We, they call it like it kind of sounds very military in the uh, Mormon faith, and uh, where they're like, "Ooh, where did you serve?" It's uh, a very <laughs> it's a word within the Mormon culture, and you're just like, "Yep, I served my two years here and there." Um, so I'm actually I gotta make a skit out of that, by the way. But uh, I served uh, two years in uh, Cleveland, Ohio, in and around Northern o- Ohio, and that was in uh, 2003 to 2005.
1: You know, I'm laughing at myself because I, sometimes I'll have somebody help me with show notes if I'm just too busy. And, uh, and I, I mentioned, I was like, yeah, I don't know, put in there, you know, two year missionary, whatever. And then he's like, I don't know. Is, and I was like, is that what it's called? And I'm like Googling it, you know, because I'm just not really, I don't really identify with any religion. And, uh, (laughs) and the guy even said, he's like, I think it's mission. And I was like, that just sounds weird. Let's just go with missionary.
2: missionary does sound better
1: yeah it does right um yes. so, do so you you're think, more creative yeah there you go so do you think that people look at you and just think that you know you guys are kind of like the perfect family because you have you have three kids a beautiful wife so do you think that you know they just look at you like you're like the all-american family
2: yeah i'd say a lot of times they do they look at us and they're like oh my gosh He made it. And I I get messages like that, too. They're like, I just want everything that you have in life. Guns, hot wife, boys, little girl, trucks, you know, it's the beard. Yeah,
1: because believe it or not, a lot of people cannot grow much of a beard.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's I I get a lot of uh, sad messages from men pouring their soul into me about wanting to grow a beard or have facial hair.
1: Yeah, I'm sure. And they're like, I just have this peach fuzz and I don't know what to do about it.
2: I got patches of baldness in my face. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, yeah so it, I get all all types. And uh, and it's, it's funny when people say you guys are just like the perfect family. And it's just like, well, because we we try to make it a point to show people we are very normal. We have problems like everyone else mm-hmm. and, uh, and even, you know, uh, marriage problems as well. Cause I mean, even for a while there, you know, I just told people, I was like, yep, I, I have a problem with alcohol and I'm trying to work that out. I'm trying to get sober and clean up my life. And, uh, you know, people did not see me and my wife in each other's st- stories for, uh, for like months. And, uh, and I, I did that on purpose because I, yeah. It, on social media, everybody sees all these highs, all mm-hmm. these highs that everybody has. And I really have always tried to make it a point to show some of my lows. Like uh, I had a friend die and I, uh, you know, I was getting emotional on my social media because my friend died because I, I really try to show people I'm no different than anybody else. I just worked extremely hard to get to where I'm at. And I have lows just like anybody else while I'm trying to accomplish my goals.
1: Is it ever stressful, though, like putting your life out in public? Because like I know personally, I typically don't tell people when I'm dating. But over the summer, I started dating somebody, put it on my Facebook, which is rare because I never even put like that I'm in a relationship. I haven't done that in years. And um, and then when we broke up, obviously, a million people are like, oh, hey, where's so-and-so? Hey, you know, oh my gosh, did you break up? Did you? And it was just like it was kind of hard to even avoid it. And so not only are you like trying to like work things through, but then you have all these other people that think they, they're like, you look so happy though. And, you know, and it's just, I don't know. I kind of, after the, that whole experience, I'm like, yeah, I kind of just, I'll put out some of my personal life, but sometimes it's just like, it's stressful.
2: It's very stressful. It's very taxing. And, uh, y- you really, you know, sometimes you're just like, uh, I shouldn't have posted that or this, mm-hmm. but I mean, like for me, when people show up, they're like, Oh, how's your boy Axel and Ace? And oh, Ace went to the hospital. Cause I mean, that's another thing too is we, we show our kids in our lives. And when we go to the hospital or, you know, one of them got life flighted, you know, so there's, there's all these things that you, you know, that we, when we chose to start doing that on social media, it was just one of those things of, did we make the right choice? But I mean, for us, we always try to just have that openness with Mm -hmm. everybody and transparency. We're just like, we are just like you guys. We just happen to have a platform that we worked hard for to show some entertainments and show just pieces of our life.
1: Yeah. I think that that's that's nice.
2: Yeah. I was going to say with you being single though, I mean, that's, that's a whole other realm because you're inviting your whole audience to be in on your relationship and who you're choosing to potentially spend the rest of your
1: life with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The whole thing, I don't know. And even, I don't know. It's like, it's weird. Cause there is, there's a lot of things that like I'll share that I'm sure most people wouldn't share on social media. And then there's other things where I'm like, eh, you know, I mean, and like you said, like I have my highs and lows as well, but most people, you're not going to, you typically, you never post about like your lows. So all right, I'm going to take a quick break and talk about SB Tactical. And are you familiar with SB Tactical?
2: I am. I actually have them on uh, quite a few of my guns.
1: Oh, nice. And, uh, yeah.
2: So I've been impressed with uh, the versatility that uh, they can have on a
1: range. Oh, guns. I know. It's crazy. And they just keep coming out with, like, more stuff. Like, they just came out with a, a brace for a shotgun. Like, it's insane. But the Draco that I'm working on, so now that the triangle folding brace came out, now I'm kind of like, hmm, do I put that one on the Draco that I'm working on? Or do I go with my original plan and work with the 1913 FS? And I don't know. I just keep going back and forth. So... Um, If you guys think, you know, if you have an idea or you have a recommendation, definitely reach out to me. Let me know because I just keep going back and forth because I like both of them. And I'm at the point where I'm like, well, maybe I just need to get another Draco and then just have problem solved. You know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah. I mean, Draco's also a really good name too. So I think you need Dracos. Yes. So,
1: yes. Yeah, oh my gosh. Yes. Draco. Dracos. <laughs> And um if you guys want to check out their products, go to sb-tactical.com. Use the code gunfunny15 and that will get you 15% off. So what's really funny is when somebody helped me with show notes, they said, here in the show notes, it says you play a shocked liberal very well, almost too well. Do you have a relative or friend that provides you an example to imitate, but then he also said that you, you play a, a, a really good gay guy as well and almost too well, but he didn't put that in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, yeah, I totally have to agree. I don't, but I don't know if I should address this on the show or not. <laughs> what if he comes out on my show? Oh my gosh. No. <laughs> <laughs> Coming out of the closet. Come, Come on, girlfriend. It's going to get wild up in here, but, um, um. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Well, what's really funny
2: about my uh, liberal character um slash uh, possibly gay, uh, I've never confirmed that on there or not. Just extremely liberal. Mm-hmm. Um, it, those are my most viewed videos are him. And for those viewers or listeners who aren't familiar with my liberal character, um a liberal character will go into a gun shop and he'll just be like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> What are all these massive weapons of destruction and, and death machines? And uh, so a lot of what people typically hear in California, New York and all these liberal states are what is all wrapped up into this liberal character. So that's why I've continued to do uh, you know skits not every single one, but you know maybe once every quarter I'll do a skit with this liberal character and uh, you know sometimes he is kind of fun to uh, to play because I mean where else? Or how else can you be told you are so brave for just being you <laughs> and just God bless you for, for, for all you are doing? And, uh, you know, he's just
1: himself. Yeah. You know? Is this and the ma- is this the character that I saw the video where you were wearing the hot pink leggings?
2: Uh, Kind of. Kind of. That was kind of the liberal character in a... Uh,
1: in a gym setting. As
2: deep. Yeah, that was the one where he was vegan. See, that was a very lights uh video where he wasn't he he was kind of a you know a a vegan working out in the gym for people who didn't see that skit Hmm.
1: so have you worn those hot pink pants since uh i have not so it's like a one and only time thing but i i kept them okay good
2: so that yeah so maybe we'll see the pink leggings again but they're lululemon you know
1: i mean that's what's important that's why you know (laughs) at least they're comfortable exactly and stretchy which is funny because you mentioned you like Lululemon and I was like, oh my gosh, me too. Did we just become best friends? High five, best friends. <laughs> Let's see. So where do you get like the inspiration for your videos? Uh, that's
2: where religion comes into it. I pray a lot. <laughs>
1: And that's sometimes, where, like, I mean, where does your creativity come from? Because I know that yeah. there's sometimes where I have, like, all these great ideas and then there's other times where I'm like, I don't even know what to do. I don't – literally, I just want to, like, crawl into bed and just not deal with anything right now because, like, I just – there's nothing – I don't know what to do.
2: Yeah. It it being a content creator yourself, you know you just get those kind of, like, writer blocks. You're mm-hmm. just like, oh, and obviously we have deadlines and we have commitments to make content for people. So it's something that just has to happen. So that's why a lot of times some of my content is top notch fire. Other times it is just horrible. And uh, the horrible ones are just like, gosh, dang it. Like I'm trying to be creative, but sometimes it's just not there. So sometimes I'll find myself watching older movies, older clips or um even sometimes, you know, watching a comedian and it's like maybe that will spark something to be funny. And uh, other times I'll just cruise through the good old Instagram and uh, see if anything just sparks anything. That That's just what I wait for is a a content spark to come up with something.
1: Do you ever put out kind of like half fast content just because you're like, all right, it's been a while, I need to put something out, but you know it's not great, but you're like, whatever. It's, you know, just because yeah. you feel pressured to do so.
2: Yes, and it's funny because one of my most viewed uh, viral videos, the liberal character, goes to a gun shop and says, hi, I was told I need to shoot all these guns and, uh, you know, just kind of man up a little bit and uh, starts off with a twenty two, you know, and then the calibers keep on getting bigger and bigger and the liberal becomes less and less liberal. And then at the end of the skit, Shooting a forty-five, seventy shirt off, cigar, and just like, oh yeah. So uh, that one, I, I I didn't think I was being too creative. I literally just thought I was pushing out content that needed to be pushed out. So for me, sometimes my half-ass content that I think it's half-ass, people absolutely love it. But other times, it is literally a flop. But uh, my my thing is, you just have to keep on pushing content. No matter what, even mm-hmm. if you think it is half half-ass, it might be some of your best work.
1: Mm-hmm. That's funny. Cause it's, I've released some YouTube videos where I'm like, whatever, just, I, I haven't really released anything this week. Just go ahead and go with it. And then people are like, Oh, I love that video. And you're just like, Oh, that video is crap, but thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're like, like,
2: Oh, and, and there's been other times where I will put so much effort into a video.
1: Mm-hmm. I will
2: spend you know, a couple thousand dollars on production value. I even went to Home Depot and picked up 12 uh, Amigos and said, okay, guys, we're not working today. Well, we're working, but no physical labor. Comprende? Si, 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 senor. Get in, get in. So literally I packed up all these Amigos to be extras in this skit. And I was like, this thing is going to be amazing. And it, we even built a shed, like a shack in the middle of nowhere. And we were reenacting uh, Young Guns, the scene where uh, Billy the Kid gets tossed out mm-hmm. in a uh, trunk, and he pops out of the box, and he sh- he's shooting. And we literally re- made a little shack, started it on fire in the middle of nowhere. We we uh, had all these amigos as the banditos shooting up the shack. And, you know, it, it did okay, but not anything compared to what I thought it would do.
1: Mm-hmm. Isn't that frustrating? Yeah. It's just like this is some of my best work. And- I know. <laughs> are, are you not detained? Exactly. I noticed that you are wearing a Dad Life hat. Is that your clothing line, or does that come from the Tactical Baby Gear?
2: Yeah, so that comes from a, ta- a relationship through Tactical Baby Gear. Dad Life is just their own brand that just has a good relationship with them. And when I was in uh, South Carolina visiting Tactical Baby Gear. They were like, Hey, you should have this uh, dad life hat because that is what you do all the time is with your kids and you're, you're a dad. So hey, this is my life.
1: Mm -hmm. What would you say is the most interesting experience in your life as a result of creating the man spot?
2: I would say being, uh, best friends with BJ Baldwin. He's just a really, really cool guy. And uh, even though he's as famous as he is, he, uh, he's one of the most down to earth people I know so I, w- I would attribute that all to the man spot because there's no no way i would have met him otherwise but i, I will say me ha- having a beer with a post malone was really cool and i literally met him at a gun shop because post malone likes guns mm-hmm. and uh obviously through that relationship i was able to uh because post malone owns a tank and uh and they had it in a music video and uh they were they needed to move the tank uh actually like um uh, month ago and they didn't they flew somebody in from texas to move the tank and uh i actually know how to drive tanks because i worked with a video game world of tanks so and they flew me out to minnesota and did this whole tank thing to promote their game and uh yeah so that's where i learned to drive tanks so when post Malone, when i found out that they needed somebody to move their tank i was like oh yeah i can teach you guys how to drive your tank <laughs> nice. so so that, that was pretty cool too so and and my son was, uh he got babysat by Post Malone's parents, which uh he had no idea. But, you know, I think it's something cool that never would have happened unless I was in the industry.
1: And you never, I mean, when you get old, when he gets older, you can tell him about it and he'll think it's cool then.
2: Exactly. And I, and I have a video of him putting on Post Malone's uh, Darth Vader helmet and literally running around like a $3 million car huh. and like a Bugatti and a Bentley Lamborghini just all. All there, and it's just like wow. <laughs> and he doesn't think anything of it because he doesn't know any different. Yeah. So just cool little memories like that.
1: Um, is there anything that you have plans coming up for the future that you could tell us about? Yeah.
2: So obviously, everybody, if if you're not planning and evolving and uh, have a goal to be better, I believe you're digressing. Mm-hmm. So our goal is to get into uh, movie making, and uh, you know, Hollywood is it's kind of pathetic right now, especially. So, you know, you don't have any just good old classic uh, conservative entertainment coming out. So not to say that I'll be joining Hollywood anytime soon, but I am going to be making a movie, hopefully to put into a Sundance film. And uh, hopefully that will that'll be good. I've already uh, met with some key players and making it happen. And uh, yeah, so it, everything is in it's in motion to make to hopefully start filming this summer. So that's something big that we can all, you know, hopefully look forward to if it, uh, if it makes it, if yeah. not, that'll just be like, well, he failed
1: like an You're like, well, that's another, a few thousand dollars down the drain and that's my work and nobody liked it, but whatever. It's cool. I'll just go back to playing a liberal.
2: <laughs> <laughs> At least, you know, my backup plan.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Okay. So what if like all else fails? Do you have like, what would you do other than this?
2: So I've acquired a skill or I rather I've exposed the skill of being a uh, content creator. So if, if all this failed, crumbled and burnt, I could still be a writer for commercials. I could be a, you know, I could join any, any type of a business to help with their marketing team and production and, uh, just tell people how to get to consumers to, uh, to like their products.
1: Okay. Cool. And where can listeners find you?
2: Uh, obviously the man spot is my Instagram, which is, uh, I guess my main platform. And, uh, also, uh, the man spot on Facebook. And we have a YouTube, which we need to kick off again, which is called Meet the Spots.
1: Interesting. So that's
2: just, yeah, just shows my family in a normal setting in our kind of day to day
1: life. Oh, nice. I was like, oh, the man spot was taken. So you're like, meet the spot. <laughs> <laughs> Do you get, do you get a lot of slack for your name for the man spot?
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like, like, uh, obviously my hair is thinning and I posted this one picture and they made a meme of it and they were like, huh? call him the bald spot. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, that was, that was clever. That was clever. <laughs> so they always go something off of like the spots.
1: Mm-hmm. Nice. All right. Do you have time to hang out for the rest of the show? Absolutely. Awesome. All right. We're going to talk about Sportsman's Guide. So I think you're familiar with Sportsman's Guide. Don't you do some work with them?
2: Yes. I work very closely with Sportsman's Guide.
1: What do you do with them? Just if you don't mind me asking.
2: Yeah. Content creator forum. Also review some products. I specifically love Sportsman's Guide because they have the largest selection of military uh, just old military surplus. Mm-hmm. And I love that stuff because not only is it historic, but it still functions very, very well. Like I'm, like I'm in my office right now and I'm looking over and I see this big massive, uh, military canopy that I use for everything. I, I I'll throw it down and put a gun on top of it, take a picture. And it's just, you know, it's a like magnet, mm-hmm. but it, it's just little stuff like that that I find on sportsman's guide that I'm just like, yes. This is perfect. But what did change my life on Sportsman's Guide was anything over forty nine ninety nine free shipping.
1: Oh hell yeah! So
2: like ammo, that was a game changer for me because it's it's expensive enough to ship ammo, mm-hmm. but when it's free shipping over forty nine ninety nine, you're just like, okay, time to bulk buy. And also their ammo boxes are phenomenal too. I mean, I could go off just about their uh, military surplus line because that's the kind of dork I am but insider scoop, uh, somebody is, is, that okay that I talk about this?
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't know if I was taking up your time, but no, yeah, Hawaii, no, you can talk about it. We're not on a time crunch or anything.
2: Okay, cool. So in Hawaii, they have all these bunkers full of military surplus, mm-hmm. you know, obviously from world war two, Vietnam, you know, the Korean war. So they just stocked all this with the old, you know, with supplies, but now it's just old military surplus. So the sportsman's guide, Got the exclusive to buy up these bunkers of military goods and uh, sell just exclusively from their site. Wow, that's I mean, really they cool. They even have like they even have like military bicycles online there that uh, I've really been trying to convince my wife to get one. I don't know what I would do with it, but I just feel like I need a military bicycle from 1952.
1: So why are you convincing your wife to get one and not like why wouldn't you get one? Do you because... not know how to ride a bicycle?
2: i can tell you're not married you have to convince your spouse and if you convince them that they need it then you get it
1: oh all right i'm gonna have to remember that
2: yeah so it's kind of like oh hey honey you know merry christmas i bought you a new drill set and she's like what the fuck am i gonna do excuse me what am i gonna do with this and you're like well you're gonna use it in reality i bought it for myself but gave it to her
1: i do that all the time
2: okay, boom. You, See, so you got good practice.
1: Yeah. No, that I definitely do. Okay. Sportsman's guide. I did notice that they have a guide gear, which is their exclusive brand. It's I think it's the brand that they make. They have suede boots that look like Uggs. And I totally thought of you because they come in men's sizes. And I remember us talking about Uggs, how we both like them. So I just thought like maybe we could both like wear our Lululemon leggings together in our Uggs and, you know, maybe like meet for coffee or something like at SHOT Show.
2: Yeah. Just don't use the cinnamon. Yeah. <laughs> Inside joke there. When uh, No, I when think we Smith- should
1: tell everybody about that. <laughs>
2: okay. So, so Smith and Wesson, this is when we were visiting them. They, they, you know, it's cold over there in Massachusetts. Well, they just, and- they
1: got dumped with like, like a ton of snow. It was, how many feet of snow do you think they got? Like probably like two feet of snow.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was at least two feet of snow and they were still plowing all the roads when we flew in. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, sports, or excuse me, not The guy, yeah. Smith and Wesson <laughs> was like, all right guys, let's get some coffee. So we all, you know, everybody likes coffee. So we're getting some coffee and it was uh, like a little we, hipster
1: place. It was super cute. The entrance had like a little barn door. It was one of the guys, I won't say names, but one of the marketing guys, it was like his favorite spot. And he was he was sharing that with us. He was taking us to his favorite well, spot. He was let, super excited. Let's,
2: let's expose him because he took us there to get the reward points on his personal coffee.
1: Okay. Company. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But,
2: I mean, it, it was a cool little, like, old warehouse. And that's the cool thing about Massachusetts. It's just all old. Mm-hmm. So they definitely refabbed this little factory-looking shack into a little coffee shop.
1: So, all right. So, go on. So, we're ordering our coffee. You were the first one to get your coffee.
2: Yeah, because I was I was super cold and I needed my coffee first. No, nobody could make up their mind of what they wanted, but I knew exactly what I wanted, which they didn't have. So, I just got a coffee. So, with that being said, you know, I like to I just like spice things up in my coffee a little bit, you know. So, I saw the <laughs> cinnamon sitting over there, and I was like, "Woo, this cinnamon is going to be super <laughs> good in my coffee. It's going to be delicious." So, I just dumped the cinnamon into the coffee and everybody's been there if nobody's been there they all have a friend who they've seen this happen where some some just evil person unscrewed the lid and they're just waiting for the victim to just dump it upside down and all the sugar or cinnamon or salt just goes all into your food or drink and that's what happened to me some evil person unscrewed the cinnamon lid and here I am like, boom,
1: let's get my coffee
2: on. <laughs> and I dump it and all, the whole thing of cinnamon just goes right into my coffee.
1: And then I'm like, I come over and I'm like, uh, I'm like, what the fuck's going on? What are you doing? And you're like trying to like get it out with your hands and you know, and then there's like cinnamon like, like, all over the table. And I'm like, you're embarrassing our new best yeah. friend who took us to his special coffee spot. And now he can never show his face here again,
2: ever. It's true. And to give you guys this vivid, just seen this cinnamon came out of this container right into my coffee like the iceberg that the titanic hit so there was more cinnamon underneath the coffee than what showed on top so i'm literally trying to scoop it out and i would scoop below the coffee and there was still just cinnamon just oozing out and the barista looks at me and she's just like eh, that's too bad you wasted all that cinnamon and i'm just like bitch like are you kidding me like offer me a new coffee like some evil I am not responsible for this evil and she wouldn't make me or offer to give me another coffee and I didn't want to ask Smith and Wesley no hey I know you just bought everybody coffees, but but maybe I should have just had another one but I was so embarrassed I was like you were super
1: embarrassed like even though you have all the spatial hair like I could tell your face was super red I felt bad for you but not that bad because I actually managed to film it and whenever I and feel down now, I just watch that video.
2: Yeah, and, and it, <laughs> I'm glad you know I can bring you joy. In, I think, in a day when you're sad.
1: I think I actually played that video on the trip like how many times, and I just kept laughing. It was it was like nonstop. I just it was that, hilarious. That
2: shows, how, that shows you how many times she was sad on the trip. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah, so I literally drank this coffee, and I, I'm now poisoned with cinnamon. I think I I can still taste
1: cinnamon yeah I, that's you were like it's all in my beard and you know but then right after we went to lululemon and i i feel like you momentarily forgot about the cinnamon
2: i i did I but did.
1: but the other day uh i asked you something about you know smith and wesson and then you were like yeah you know your your morning's ruined or something and i was like i was like oh no my morning was ruined Before anything, when I woke up this morning and I put half and half and mind you, it was a, it was a new carton. Like I just opened it, took off the seal and the expiration wasn't until like January 23rd, poured it in my coffee and it tasted sour. I like spit my coffee out. I'm guessing I can't even, I don't even know what happened. I'm thinking that somebody took the half and half, decided last minute they didn't want to buy it. They put it on a shelf and then like an associated Came by and put it back in the refrigerator. That's all I could think of, because why else would it taste sour when it, you know, the the due date You're is like, ah. Right. Uh, so that's yeah,
2: an- that that's another evil person. Evil exists. Out I know, there.
1: I know. So yeah, my coffee, like my whole day was wrecked because I have, I don't have like a huge routine, but the one thing that I constantly do is drink coffee. The minute I wake up, I want coffee, and yeah, so. But you, you were like, your fix. you're like, at least you didn't have cinnamon. I'm like, no, I just probably got food poisoning. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's true. But I mean, coffee is a, it's a comfort. It, it comforts you. So you have to have it kind of like the Uggs that we were talking about. Mm-hmm. In Sportsman's Guide. I know. When, and I think it's kind of funny in the industry when people see a scar, they're like, oh, completely ruined it for me. Oh. I'm just like, why? Uh, Have you never put on an UGG? They're like the most comfortable thing ever. Why? Seeing a scar should make you happy because it looks like a most comfortable UGG Mm -hmm. that you should be wearing.
1: How about this? It's like a vacation for your feet. And sometimes I wear UGGs when I shoot my scar.
2: Bam. Look, that's a meme. You should make that right now before somebody else steals it.
1: Oh, actually, no, I took pictures of me. Yeah. And it got shared quite a bit. Apparently, it it didn't get shared on, you know, your way because, you know, it's out there. Wearing I'm my my Uggs, I actually even <laughs> took the i i like went out of my way to like look at your Instagram because I was like I don't know I don't even follow you I don't look at your stuff and then I looked at it and then the next morning I saw you and I was like yeah you know you're right your content kind of sucks lately like it definitely put me to sleep though <laughs> <laughs> and see it did something for you
2: it put you to sleep that sleep you needed especially with all the coffee you're telling us that you're drinking
1: <laughs> all right. Moving on, we're going to go off to the AF segment. Stupid,
0: funny, cool, interesting, awesome, as... Never mind. AF.
1: So this happened, I think it was like two or three weeks ago. A woman went to Goodwill to buy a baby shower gift. And she said that the box was unopened. She thought she scored like an awesome deal. I think she paid like $10 for it. Wrapped it up and when the dad of the, I guess, I guess men attend baby showers now, but, uh, the dad to be opened it and he was like, Oh my gosh. Thank you. And he's like, you got me a rifle. This is awesome. And so yeah, there was a, it wasn't an AR like the media portrayed. I think it, it was some sort of Mossberg 22. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's kind of, kind of funny.
2: That's awesome. Are you kidding me? Like, my my, uh, my mother-in-law sent that link to my wife, and my wife was like, <laughs> did you
1: see this? And I was just like, ha, ha, yes, lucky bastard. And you're like, we got to go to Goodwill.
2: Exactly. I was just like, why can't we get lucky like that? Like, no, right. What the
1: fuck? And these people, they actually called the cops. They reported it, and they apparently, well, they ran... The, the people that had the gun in their possession, they ran their background check to make sure that they were able to have a gun. And originally they said they can keep it. But then like a day later that another police officer showed up and said that they had a, they had a, uh, take it for evidence, which, you know, they probably just wanted to keep it themselves. But yeah, that's uh, gosh, it's so that's, crazy. That's some
2: bull crap. That, that cop literally wanted that gun. for.
1: I know. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, you better get yourself a lawyer. Suddenly that yeah. $10 item just went up a little, you know, but.
2: <laughs> yeah. That cop's like, yeah, I'm going to put this in my man cave. After we run it through evidence and it's going to be the best conversation piece ever. Some lady bought this at like Goodwill <laughs> and now it's mine.
1: Do you ever think though, like, like how did it even end up there? What do you think somebody was thinking? And it oh, was in, like, this was in a baby oh, bouncer, by the way, it was oh, in a, a box for a baby oh. bouncer.
2: I can tell you exactly what it was. The people who owned this before were renting. They probably shouldn't have had a gun on the property because they saw something about no guns on this rental property. So they got it, stashed it in the baby stuff. Then they forgot the about un- it. Yeah, unsuspecting stuff ever. The guy probably got sent to jail. They had to move. Mother-in-law comes, cleans out all the baby crap. Boom, goodwill.
1: Yeah, you're right. Dang. That's way more than, I was just like, somebody wants to be a creep and give a kid, a child, a baby, a gun.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, and it's Florida. I worked in Florida. I know how much people move around in Florida, and I've been to those Goodwills because I like old shit.
1: Yeah. That's true. You were, yeah, you were like, can we go antique shopping? I was like, get the hell out of here. We already saw every fucking bridge in Massachusetts. Now you want to go to antique shopping. Like, I'm sorry, this trip is not about you. Okay. There are other people on this trip and maybe they don't want to go antique shopping. Maybe they just want to go to the bar.
2: Hey, hey, listen, guys, listeners. When when somebody asked, "Hey, is there anything you guys want to go and do?" You know, before you know, you you go back to the hotel. I take advantage of that. And I said, "Yes, <laughs> I want to go to some freaking antique stores." And everybody looked at me like, "Is is he serious,
1: <laughs> or is this a joke?" You
2: know, so I was dead serious, and they
1: were all closed. Yeah, thank God.
0: <laughs> I was like,
1: "Yes, <laughs> thank you." All right, moving on. Uh, Sharps Bros. I think, you know what? It's funny. I think you're familiar with like all of my advertisers. Because um, yeah, I yeah. saw you've you done some work with Sharps Bros. And I don't know if you've seen any of their latest stuff, but John Sharps, he just recently started getting into the bull action chassis. And the first one that he made was for the Howa mini action. And I think he's going to be making a few others to follow that. And then in addition to that, I also saw that he's teaming up with Rifle Dynamics to do an AK class. This isn't until May, but I think there's only 20 spots available. So if you guys are interested in that, I would definitely sign up. Rifle Dynamics, I believe, is using the Sharps Bros. AK Lower for that.
2: Which is cool. The one awesome thing about John Sharps is he is an innovator. So he's he's always thinking of something new and uh, just something different mm-hmm. that people just add to their collection or, you know, use it on, on the date.
1: Yeah, definitely. I agree with that. All right. Q and A.
0: Q and A. There's no such thing as a stupid question. Just kidding. Visit gunfunny.com forward slash contact to submit yours.
1: So nobody submitted a question this time. And you know, guys, if you have any questions, I know,
2: or or they're scared of you. It's one or two things.
1: It's probably both. They're slacking no, scaredy cats.
2: No, I'd, yeah, I'd say they're mainly scared.
1: Yeah. They're it probably, it's the resting bitch face. But don't let that scare you guys. You can just go online. You don't even have to talk to me. Submit your question. You could even use a fake name if you want like relationship advice or you want advice on a gun or, you know, just anything. Just, you know, feel free to ask me. But so this question I just made up because the holidays are right around the corner and I thought it was a good question. What is the worst Christmas gift you've ever received? All right, you go first, Vaughn.
2: Oh my gosh, this is so easy. So my father loves to buy jackets and coats. And this goes back to where, you know, when he grew up on a farm, they didn't have much, right? Mm -hmm. So now that he's retired and a retired school teacher, you know, he's got some change coming in. And he will just go buy coats from the clearance rack from Ross, TJ Maxx, (laughs) and all over. He is a clearance just fiend. So anyways, one year he buys me, uh, he gives me for Christmas this orange, huge, puffy jacket.
1: Well, maybe he thought you were going to go hunting or something.
2: I know. And it's at Triple X. <laughs> and I'm like, wow. I'm like, thanks. Thanks, Dad. It's so wonderful. Thank you. Well, so maybe
1: much. maybe he was hoping that you know his son was going to put away the hot pink leggings, be a man, gain a few hundred pounds, go out and hunt. <laughs> So that was probably so, just a subtle hint. So,
2: and he did this because I've got uh, I've got four brothers, and he did the same thing. He gave them all a jacket as well. You know that was way too big. And I kid you not, a year later, because I took the jacket I was like oh, it's nice. I just put it into a closet in my parents' house. A year later, next Christmas, I get given the same coat <laughs> again for Christmas. <laughs> so I got the same worst gift ever, twice.
1: Uh, that just reminded me of something. I did something similar to that.
2: (laughs) So boom, there's my worst Christmas story.
1: That's pretty good. I personally, I haven't received anything that was like too bad. But I do that just your story reminded me of something. So my dad's birthday is on, it's his, his birthday uh, falls in December and obviously so does Christmas. So for his birthday, I just, you know, he has like a ton of stuff and I'm like, Oh, what do I get him? And, um, I figured the like Google home would be kind of cool because he could just be like, okay, Google play music, you know, and he would get a kick out of that. That's
2: thoughtful.
1: Well, I don't know. Apparently he like, he opened the box and he was like, Oh, that's really cool. You know, whatever. And I don't know. I just assumed that maybe my sister helped him set it up or something. Well, my boyfriend at the time went to go use his range. And when he saw my boyfriend, he's like, here, you can give this back to Ava. You know, I don't, I don't really need it. You know, tell her thanks, but you know, like, I don't really want it. And I was so pissed off. I was like, really? I would have rather him, like, thrown it away than give it back to me. So then I decided Christmas rolls around. I'm going to give it to him again. I'm going to freaking repackage that.
2: (laughs) 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 Uh Savage. (laughs) This is why people are scared of you.
1: I'll teach him to freaking give me back my gifts.
2: (laughs) And how how was the second reaction?
1: Uh, I think he just thought I was losing my mind, which is probably why I'm not in the will, but whatever. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but okay. you know, well, that was a
2: good story, but, but now you got to tell us what, what's the worst present you got?
1: The only thing I could think of is a few years ago, I was dating this guy for like a few years and like, it's weird. Cause you think that like, once you, you've been dating somebody for a few years, like you kind of know their style. And apparently he thinks my style is like a grandma style. Because he bought me, so he bought me a dress, which was actually from, it was, it was pretty expensive, but it's like this big sweater dress that like goes past your knees. It's long sleeve. It uh, goes all the way up to your neck. It sounds like a snuggie. Did he
2: give you a snuggie dress? That would have
1: been, that would have been so much better. And then he got me these stockings, which he probably thought that maybe they were sheer black, but they weren't, they were just solid black. (laughs) And so then we went out for New Year's and he's like, why don't you wear what I got you? And I was like, oh my gosh. And yeah, I actually, I wore it. I've never worn it again. It's like somewhere in my closet. And I just didn't have the heart to be like, "Mm, I hate it. But (laughs) since then, since then, I, you know, after that, I started getting smart and I was just like, yeah, you know, I'm just going to return it, get a gift card or, you know, oh, it didn't fit. But I think that's really the only, like, the worst gift that I got. I know that one time my dad, he got my mom a riding lawnmower. And that kind of goes back to, you know, sort of the the uh, the tools that you were saying. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure he was just like, hey, look, you know, look, I bought you a nice gift. And he just wanted to use it. Mm. He's like, I'm borrowing your gift, honey. You know? Yeah, she's like... <laughs> Leave, leave me alone. She was like, apparently being married for thirty years, the romance goes away.
2: <laughs> and then he <laughs> he finds solace in jumping on a riding lawn so he doesn't hear anybody or any <laughs> yes. <vision> or nagging.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh polymer eighty. They did just release that uh they showed their smaller single stack frame, which is compatible with like Glock 43 parts. And I'm thinking that that is, uh, I think it's available now or it's available for pre-order. All of the stores are, are, you know, like the online stores that carry it like Brownells and um, Rainier Arms. They should have it in stock or they should be taking pre-orders. But if you, when they do get it in stock on Palmer80.com, you could always go over there and use the code GUNFUNNY and that will give you 15% off.
0: Panical. Discussing popular guns and gear. Love it, hate it, find out now.
1: All right, so I figured with the Smith and Wesson uh, Shield nine mm easy launching, I figured it would be great to talk about, especially because we shot it before it was even launched. And a funny story, because uh, so they they gave us a gun, they gave us the easy. They didn't send it home with us. They mailed it. And I would have just assumed that like, Hey, the minute I got back from my trip, there'd be a box waiting for me. I'd have the gun. I'd have a few days to do my review. But instead, you know, they, they didn't send it off so soon. I got it, uh, the day before it was supposed to launch. So I was like, All right, no problem. FedEx says that it's coming at 3 PM. I'm gonna pick it up, go straight to the range, do my review, stay all night editing, and then I'll have it to release the next morning. But instead they released it a day early, and that's when that's when I put sour freaking half and half in my coffee. Then I got the news that they were releasing it early, and it just messed up my whole plans. But that aside, I did shoot it. We shot it at um at a range with everybody from Smith and Wesson. And then have you shot, have you gotten your gun yet?
2: Uh, no, I believe mine showed up today.
1: Oh, okay, good. So at least I got mine sooner.
2: Yes, you did.
1: And my review's already out, which I had to hurry and post it as soon as possible. So it's not the best review. It's, it's a little short, but I'll go back and revisit it. But the, when I first shot it, I actually thought that it was kind of snappy, like it had some muzzle flip to it. But then when I shot it just yesterday, I was actually, like, I didn't experience that at all. So I'm thinking that maybe just I was a little fatigued just, you know, from traveling and stuff. And maybe that's why I thought that.
2: I I was also going to ask you, how was it shooting it alone versus, you know, having the entire Smith & Wesson, you know, marketing division and some of the gun manufacturers that put the gun together watching you?
1: Yeah. Because I
2: I felt like my accuracy was not on par having all those people looking at you, watching you, seeing your reaction, seeing how accurate you are with it, because I'm, I'm not used to that type of uh, pressure. And I'll, I'll tell all the listeners who aren't familiar with me, I do not uh, profess to be a gun professional in any way, shape or form. I'm just your average American that loves guns. And uh, I collect guns, you just can't so. shoot for shit. <laughs> <laughs> i would say i take a lot of classes and that that part of my life i to try to keep i take well. all the
1: classes and but nothing's you, helping me
2: you, yeah you teach the classes and you do all the shit me i i just have a platform to share whatever you want to share <laughs> but uh yeah now we're bringing out our our, our you know our boston accents which <laughs> made an appearance at smith and Lesson as well they loved but it by was, the
1: way I got a few emails. Mr. Guns and Gear got an email. They actually said that, you know, I was hilarious. Yeah. Good. And Good. then, and then apparently, you know, the guy that brought us to the coffee shop told the whole marketing department because they were like, Oh, so we heard that you went there and, uh, you know, got a little carried away with the cinnamon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The guy who
2: can't shoot evidently <laughs> can't pour cinnamon. Pour cinnamon either.
1: I think I was the only one there that actually had accuracy.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was actually going to say that too. I mean, I, I, out of all the people there, I, you were the only one that had a very tight grouping. Yeah, which uh, I was, I was impressed with as well. So when even though you say it was snappy, at least you were still accurate.
1: Yeah, which yeah, I mean, and I think I actually thought the gun was overall pretty accurate because there's some guns that I'll shoot and. You know, as long as you have a grouping somewhere, at least, you know, it's not the gun. It's something that you're doing. But there's been some guns that I've recently shot where I'm like, it's all over the place. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on? But I thought the gun, you know, so at the time I thought it was snappy. But when I shot it alone at the range, I was like, oh, this is actually pretty enjoyable. If
2: Go ahead. Did you find yourself more accurate when you were alone at the range?
1: Um. Yeah, I guess I did post my target on Instagram and it looks like somebody just punched a hole in the target.
2: Just boom, <coughs> that's how good you are. Okay. Humble brag. Okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I guess I was and I was, I was kind of shooting at, actually I was shooting at a longer distance alone and I was probably a little bit more accurate, but here are my thoughts about it. I don't think that it's exactly like the 380 Easy. The 380 Easy is definitely still by far the easiest gun out there as far as semi-automatic pistols go. And I will still continue to push that gun to beginners or anyone who has like, you know, weak hand strength. The 9 millimeter Easy is a close second. So obviously, you know, with it being a larger caliber, they had to design it a little bit differently. So it's not going to be as easy to rack as the 380, but comparative, you know, compared to all the other 9 millimeters out there on the market, this was still very easy to rack. And, uh, and I thought it was, you know, it was pretty easy to shoot. Yeah, I mean, overall, I liked it. There's a few things that I didn't really care for. And I don't know if you've had this issue but the slide lock once the slides all the way back and the slide lock you know is up I can't just press down on the slide lock to release the slide.
2: Yeah I don't have my gun yet so no I don't have that problem.
1: Yeah I'm kind of I'm curious to see because I don't know if it's just like me being like a weak ass bitch but, or but they
2: they did say, you know, at, at Smith & Wesson, they did say that the guns that we were shooting came right off the line. And mm-hmm. they didn't have time to properly lube them up as they typically do before they go out. So are you referring to the yours personally that you have in your hand? Or no, I Beckett? did
1: both of them. I had issues oh, okay. with both of them. But again, when I talked to Mr. Gunsinger and, and I was like, hey, what were your thoughts on this? He didn't have any issues. And he actually even kind of name dropped me in his video. He's like, but this girl that I know did have issues. And I was like, cool. Thanks for you know not saying my name and making me look like an idiot. Which I don't care,
2: but I think. And for the the record, you're 380 easy. You have no problem with the.
1: Yeah, actually, I I didn't have any issues. Oh. So it's you know it could be one of those things where the gun's just stiff, and over time it's going to break in. And it's not like you can't. It's not like you need that slide lock. You know, it's, I have no yeah. issues pushing it up when I'm locking the slide back. It's just if I wanted to load the gun by pressing down on the slide lock and letting it go forward, I can't. I have to take my, you know, uh, pull and back the slide and, and load it that how way. How many,
2: how many rounds would you say you put through it?
1: Uh, yesterday I put a hundred. Oh, nice. Yeah.
2: And what, what type of ammunition?
1: It was Fioki. Okay. Yeah. I bought that stuff in bulk and it's just. Pretty much used in all my reviews, so Pyoki pretty much should sponsor me at this point. Yeah, yeah, they probably should. Yeah, but, um, it's, but...
2: yeah, it is funny though because like with the three eighty uh, easy, I hadn't even given a second uh, look, even though I had heard good things about it. Mainly because I'm, I when I buy in my collection, I normally buy by the caliber. I mm-hmm. try to keep everything within nine millimeter, within forty four within 45 and then obviously when i jumped up to a 357 i was like no i have to buy like 10 more 357s because now i i have all this i have have, i'm in the 357 caliber now.
1: meanwhile i'm like complete opposite i'm like well i don't have a 300 blackout i mean i don't love that round but like i need a 300 blackout ar and i don't have this so i need this so yeah basically like my ammo stock is just all over the place
2: yeah And, and like for the 380 back um when I was, this is right before, uh, Obama got elected when I really started starting to uh, buy guns. 380 was impossible to find because my buddy had, uh, he had bought his wife a 380 and we couldn't find ammo anywhere. So literally I, I think I made a mental note at that point. 380 is very difficult to find <laughs> in times when ammo is scarce.
1: And now it's everywhere.
2: It's everywhere. So <laughs> I yeah. gotta get out of
1: that. Mindset. I i do like that the gun the easy the 380 that thing i mean i said it in my video i think it was the best gun to hit the market in 2019 it was i mean there's
2: obviously obviously with, when you teach your classes yeah obviously people ask you for recommendations all the time mm-hmm. so you've probably seen a huge difference when people use the smith and wesson uh 380 easy compared to like a Glock uh,
1: 19 yeah, which I, I also start people on a Glock 19 just cause I think that there's less little buttons and, you know, doesn't, and I think in my opinion, I've always been happy with Glocks. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think, uh, being an instructor, you see a lot of, a lot of things and, uh, and that, that 380 easy definitely makes my life easier when the student's shooting that because they don't have as many issues. So
2: especially when they come back to you and they ask you specific questions, you're, mm-hmm. you know, well, you, you know, all your, uh, the rounds that could suit them better.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, if you guys, if you want to go to YouTube, check out my review, uh, just search for Ava Flannel. Otherwise, are you going to put out a review? Or are you just going to model with some pictures or what?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually good at, cause I've done a few reviews here and there, but mainly like with the, the, the fight light belt fed compared to like the saw. So I've done bigger reviews like that where I've done mag reviews, which mag can take as many rounds and still function. So I have gotten a big demand to do more reviews. I guess I've just been more hesitant because I'm I'm not an instructor such as yourself, but at the same time, people do like my approach to reviews that mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not a professed professional in any any regard. So they're literally getting a review from an average guy. Yeah. So I did tell Smith and Wes and I, I would come out with my review and just on my experience with my own personal collection and what I can compare it to.
1: Yeah, you should be like, so when you spray and pray, it ninety percent <laughs> of the time it hits the target.
2: <laughs> and, and if your left eye dominant, just run, you <laughs> <or> you're screwed.
1: <dead. laughs> so just run. Uh, um, well, you know, I know somebody who could teach you some lessons. In fact, one person that I know they offer the bullseye guarantee, so they'll continue to train you until you're shooting bullseyes. I should
2: probably get my tent, <laughs> and uh, yeah. No, <laughs> yes, yeah, so- I, uh, I, I did. I did like the uh, the uh, easy nine millimeter uh, on my end. Uh, my hands are pretty big, so I did think it was it wouldn't be my my first go to if I were to choose, but it would be a great secondary like for me because sometimes I uh, have like a a boot carry where I carry a, a gun in my boot and always, always in my truck. I have secondary guns in there all the time. And I, I would say I just need to get more familiar with it. But when I shot it, the recoil was, you know, non-existent for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I have bigger hands. So bigger build, uh, in the shoulders, you
1: know, I mean, so a bite, me, a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Wait a so, minute. That was a fat. That was like, makes me sound fat. You're just like super skinny, okay?
2: Now you're making me sound like the liberal character <laughs> that everyone loves.
1: But, but I think so okay. it's it is a little frustrating when I do reviews and then I talk to other guys in the industry and they're like, "Oh, you had an issue with that or you thought so?" But I think, you know, in a way it kind of sets me apart from all the other guys that are reviewing it because there aren't a ton of female reviewers out there and I don't think that I you know, I'm still learning how to like control my recoil and shoot where the gun isn't moving up. It's not flipping up as much. And I've tried all these different techniques and it's just frustrating. But I mean, I would say that I'm kind of like, you know, sort of an average girl and I don't have a ton of muscle, you know, my hands, like, I don't know. So. Well, I mean, your
2: dynamic is great because I mean, imagine all the guys out there listening to this and they want to get their wife or their daughter You know, a a gun in their first time shooters. Yeah. And they're like, okay, great. This is this is another just great option I have to give them. And hearing it from your perspective, I think is wonderful Mm -hmm. because they they would describe to, you know, the, the gun associate or the gun salesman, they would be like, okay, yeah, my wife isn't fat, but she's not a you know, she's not a twig. She's, you know, just an average woman that I need a good gun that doesn't have a lot of recoil. Mm -hmm. So you give that insight to guys because you just like you said, you're you're not big. You're not the skinniest. You're just a great average female that is proficient in firearms. So I think where you come from is very important. And people can get that, especially husbands when they're shopping for guns for their wives.
1: Yeah. You know what I just thought of? We should do a YouTube video together where I teach you how to shoot. Yeah,
2: well, <laughs> people out there are like, this man has all these guns, but he doesn't know how to shoot. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you do, I,
1: but I, I'm, you I'm know. All about
2: and I, and I I, would definitely take some gun classes from you for sure. And uh, me, I've, I have taken gun classes from like Johnny Primo and uh, Warrior Poet Society. So I have taken some gun classes from these guys. But for me, I can always get better and get more advice where I can because I am left eye dominant. And every instructor has a different uh, different recipe to offset that or fix it. Yeah. So for me, it's like, yes, you know, because even pending on the day, I'm like, okay, I'm going to keep both eyes open and see how this works. No. And, and some instructors will be like, no, we'll just close an eye. And as long as you can hit the target, hit the target. Mm-hmm. So it, it, for me, it's like, I haven't found a specific recipe. You know, I have my favorite gun where, you know, I figured out the recipe for that, but it's all the other guns where I'm like my left eye just wants to just take over, you
1: know? I honestly, I would say let your left eye take over, especially with handguns. I don't think it's as important if you're right-handed left eye dominant, um, Mm -hmm. as long as you're using your dominant eye and then eventually you'll train yourself to shoot with both eyes open. But starting out, you would have your right eye closed if that makes sense. Yeah. But it's not, I mean, the gun is still right there in front of your face. So whether you're closing one eye or the other, you know, as long as you're using your dominant eye, I don't think it's not like going to affect too much. And I just, I, I know a lot of instructors say like, oh, you gotta, you gotta shoot left handed then if you're left eye dominant. But I mean, that's like, that would be me asking you, okay, shoot left handed. That's stupid, yeah. especially when, you know, if you ever had to, uh, you know, protect yourself or someone, you're in a self defense situation and naturally you're going to use your right hand. Yeah. So.
2: And, and I think it's interesting for a lot of people to hear this because I mean, I've even heard it a lot of times. People are like, wow, I didn't expect you to, you know, say you had a weakness with your, your platform and everything. And this just goes down to me being like, no, I'm just, I'm just your average guy. You know, after a class, I'll be shooting really good. And then the next week when I go to the range, I'm like, wow, did I even take a class? wrong Struggle's real.
1: All right. We are going to wrap up. So iTunes reviews. I noticed you guys started posting quite a few more iTunes reviews. So thank you for that. First review is from James Doe. Five stars. Always entertaining and amazing guests. Mondays at work used to be complete drudgery. But a new episode of Gun Funny will always bring a smile to the day. Parkinson's shooter was an awesome guest. I had an uncle pass from Parkinson's recently and wish we could have gotten him into gun therapy. Keeping active and positive in the face of adversity is such a powerful message. Second review is Unicorns and Rainbows. Five stars. My legs are numb. Great show, but can you make it shorter? If I listen to the entire episode while pooping, my legs go numb. That's fucking great. <laughs> All right. So that honesty. Uh, yeah, I guess. Um, so out of those two, who would you pick as a winner to win a prize pack?
2: Oh, Parkinson Shooter for sure.
1: All right. So James Doe, you are the winner. Congrats. All right. And we are going to wrap up. So you guys can find me gunfunny.com. There's links to all the social media where you can find the podcast. If you enjoy the show, consider becoming a Patreon. A dollar gets you access to the Patreon only Facebook page. Right now, we did a Secret Santa within the Facebook page and or the Facebook group, and uh, it's pretty funny. People are opening up their gifts, so they have to go live or record a video and then post it to the Patreon group, and uh, I don't know. It's just a lot of fun. That entire group's a lot of fun, so if you guys lack friends and you want some internet friends, I would highly recommend becoming a patron, joining the group. Balone Deadline is still giving away a $300 gift certificate to a lucky winner, and that's any Patreon. So in order to be entered into that, you just have to become a patron and you can do so by going to patreon.com forward slash gunfunny. I wanted to thank our editor, Kenny Ortega, and thank the $25 patrons who are Corbin Bonafide, Iraq Veteran 8888, Ryan Morrison, Michael Alexio, Elliot and Mike Pappas, Joe Lyons, Charger Arms, and Justin Paulson. And king of the Patreon is still Jon Snow. And he wants me to say that Operator tickles once counted to infinity twice. (laughs) Taha. All right. So Vaughn, tell people again where they can find you on social media. The
2: man spot. Uh, I also have man spot and then on uh, Facebook, uh, the man spot.
1: All right. Perfect. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you taking the time and joining me. Sorry I was out of it today. It's just, uh, it's been a crazy day.
2: no, I don't think anybody noticed. You're good. And, no, uh,
1: everybody noticed. Okay. Cause this is probably the worst show that I've done like in the last couple weeks. So just, I'm going to go cry now, but for right now, we're out of here.
2: Well, for, for me and all your listeners.
1: Stop. You're you messing you- up the audio.
0: <laughs> Want to send feedback? Tell us about a company or anything else. Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact.